going on, everybody? Today, we have somebody special with us on Twitter. You might know them as Arrogant Key. Uh, Key is with us today, and we're going to be learning more about what he does and just everything that he's been creating. So to start it off, how are you doing, brother? Hey, man, I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing great. I'm honored to be here. I appreciate you for getting me on the podcast, man. Dude, so, uh, you know, I've seen your art around tons and tons, and every time, pretty blown away. Um, I actually have your super rare pulled up in another tab, and we're going to go over some of your pieces. We're going to go over just, like, who you are as an artist, when you started. So I kind of like to jump in first with just asking the guests, like, when did art kind of, like, become a thing for you? Was this something you've always been doing, something you just recently found? Could you walk us through just, you know, when you found art and became an artist? Definitely. So when it comes to art, um, there are a lot of different mediums that I kind of dabbled in prior to doing digital art. Um, First, I'd say when I was around 12, 13 years old, you know, everybody has like their sketch pad out. um, They're drawing characters. They see cartoons and everything. You know, everybody's drawing Dragon Ball Z characters. Like that's where I really started from, man. Like, uh, getting into that zone of of the creative side of my brain really young. And um, I went to college here and there, but honestly, art was like the only thing that I can really see myself sticking with. Um, then I got into uh, fashion. I got into styling. I got into modeling. I really loved fashion era. I'm kind of a Tumblr kid at heart. So I like, you know, I was into like fashion and stuff like that, the imagery, all of that. Um and then after that, another medium of art I got into was uh, music production. So I started doing music production for a lot of people, started posting beats on YouTube. You know, everybody has those beats on YouTube and everything. Um, and eventually, what I wanted to do was actually create a producer album. And I wanted to, to make the cover. I, I wanted to have the cover art. I wanted the cover art to be really special. I knew a lot of artists on Twitter that I followed. I thought their work was sick. So I reached out to them. I couldn't afford any of them, but it's fine. It's cool. (laughs) We decided to make our own uh, art. And uh, that's when I got into the software of digital art, like, uh, you know, 3D software like Cinema 4D, which I use heavily, uh, Photoshop, Procreate, uh, iPad, you know, everything like that, drawing on the iPad. I got into that deep. And it pretty much made me create my own uh, cover art for that album. I ended up actually finding out I have much more of a talent through digital art than any other medium from that. And since then, since it's been like, what, three years now? And I've just been doing it ever since. So you said three years now. So um, whenever it comes to this space, have you been in, I guess, Web3 or the crypto space for the last three years? So I've been in the crypto space since... Honestly, I'd say five years since 2017, around that time, um, got into Bitcoin, got into Binance was actually my first like uh, actual platform that I was doing some day trades on. I'm like, OK, what's what's going on here? This is interesting. I was interested in the volatility that crypto had and the sustainability it also had as well. So that's how I got into it. Now, in terms of NFTs and in crypto art, that was more so 2020, end of 2020, start of 2021. That's when I got heavily into that, um, made my, minted my first piece, all of that. Got on to, what's the old, not a lot of people really use the platform anymore, Rarible. Oh, man. Rarible. Shout yeah. out to Rarible. Love that platform. Held a lot of OGs down in the space, you know? <laughs> That's where I really kickstarted things off. Open scene Rarible. So was, did you have any friends doing Web3 or um, was this kind of just like something you stumbled stumbled upon yourself you were just like browsing around and found it or was this like i said a a friend showed it to you honestly it was a hundred percent me just browsing around finding it (laughs) it's crazy like i see it on the news i see uh the pfps of course basie board ape went crazy crypto punks went crazy everybody's like what is going on and um i saw something deeper i saw an actual market for digital art to thrive not just uh, stocks and things like that. So when I figure that out, I'm like, man, you can make you can make a career out of digital art a lot easier through this, and and help a lot of people through this. And that's what hooked me. That's what got me into it. Like, man, we can really do this. 
So instead of having to put your art on clothing or having to do merch, and shout out to the people that do that. I do that as well. But not everybody wants their art to translate on those type of, you know, mediums. Sometimes you just want it to be just the art. hundred percent, hundred percent. So now I want to ask, did you have any inspirations, uh, regardless of it being web three or web two, was there any inspirations that, um, influenced your art? Because I mean, whenever I look at your pieces, it's definitely your style that I see. It's definitely like your thing, but I didn't know if like, you know, maybe you're, you know, thinking of anybody else while creating these. So my, I'd say my style derived from uh, my interests as a kid. I was always interested into uh, space. I was interested in themes that pretty much visionary art themes that you can't really touch and feel, but you can, well, you can't really touch, but you can feel it. Spiritual themes, uh, anything like that, angelic themes, celestial themes, uh, things that make you have a feeling of nostalgia, all those elements come together. I, as a kid growing up, I watched way too much anime. (laughs) I watched way too much shows about like, uh, spirits and, and all this other stuff. So it just got me hooked and deep into that whole uh, theme, that whole aesthetic. And it, it be, ended up becoming my whole niche, I guess you can say. Um, yeah, <clears throat> I, w- I would definitely say it's, it's your it's your niche. It's your aesthetic. It's it's your style. And I, I really like it, man. Um, so I, you, I definitely man. think whenever I see these pieces, it's I don't want to say it's like a grainy texture, but there's like just like this feel to it um have you thought of a name or is there a name specifically for your type of art well my like actual uh design style i don't i don't really have a name for it but for my theme or my the themes that i work with or the message that i want to send across is i guess you can say visionary art um i even took time to dabble into the definition of visionary art it's pretty much um, art you see from visions, art you see, it's self-explanatory. Um, things that you can't touch, like I said, those are pretty much what visionary art is. Dreams, I have a lot of friends that make art that resemble things coming out of your dreams. Uh, lucid dreaming, out-of-body experiences, that's visionary art, you know? So that's, I guess you could okay, say that's Okay, no, that's, it's crazy as hell because, I mean, I feel like anyone can create, but there's just certain things for certain people and I feel like this is just you. This is just like what Key does. This is his stuff. So you know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm looking at three pieces right here, and they really stick out over the couple mm-hmm. on Super Rare. So Lost My Mind, It Never Came Back, The Universe, and The Creation mm-hmm. of Adam. For one, The Creation of Adam is nuts. Um, but whenever I Thank see you. people making digital art, sometimes I have the question like, how are they doing this? What is their process? Like, and it's totally cool if people don't share work in progresses. I don't think that it's something you need to do by any means. Artists can right. do whatever they want. But I am very curious if you're okay with sharing with us. What goes into creating a piece like the universe? Are you sitting here and drawing this entire eye and then doing your thing to it? Are you finding a is that something we could maybe talk about, bro? Absolutely, man. I have no problem with it. I'm not super secretive. <laughs> um, I mean, I haven't shown like, you know, like a full tutorial walkthrough right. video, but I- I'm down to tell you the tools awesome. that I use. Um, yeah. So pretty much what I do, and it-, it kind of changes over time. I'm changing things up here and there, but originally the style started from 3D software, Cinema 4D um, I started on Blender, but the unif- the user interface on Blender was a little too difficult for me at the time. So I moved over to Cinema 4D. My friend gifted me it. And uh, from there, I've just been using that for specifically the figures. The figures are 3D figures. And then what I do from there, I translate it over to Photoshop and I color it in, add my texture and at also transfer it over to Procreate if I want to draw things on an iPad, uh, anything like that. So yeah, let's say for example the the Adam piece. That piece there, the figure is 3D. The Adam looking uh, head is 3D. 
but everything else is two dimensional. So I would color in the body. I would color in the Adam's head, the background. I have my own specific way to make a texture for that background, you know, get everything moving forward. So yeah, it's 3d combined with 2d. I like to use all types of mediums to make what I make. Um, and recently it's been more 2D. I've been drawing a lot more. This next piece I have coming soon, it's it's a lot of drawing on it. So yeah, it, it's changing okay. up here and there. No, that's that's crazy because like <clears throat> it's it's just very unique. And I, I think it's really dope. I don't think that no one in this space is just like, no, I'm not gonna show you anything. But it's very dope to to right. see the process or see how people are are creating some of these things, especially for this space where there's a lot of people who are new. Um, but yeah, like the universe and the creation of Adam are two that just stuck out to me so big. Um, you know, and absolutely Thank bro, you. beautiful. They're all beautiful pieces for one. Let me say that. Um, it's, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like there's certain ones that stick out, especially like uh, my soul is linked to you. It's just like, I don't know. I'm a big fan of silver for one and i'm a big fan mm-hmm. of the silver surfer and anytime i see kind of like figures like this oh, I'm, I'm sure you have too and hopefully that's no disrespect um the, no, the figures are just like so amazing so but i did want to ask you because you know i i love that you came from clothes and you get the culture you get that's me hands down um nego and and baby milo and bathing ape help Help me yeah, get into, uh, I guess, characters and cartoons in the early days. But anything. Anyways, um, yeah. whenever you're creating a piece, whenever Key sits down and he's about to get to work, what is that process like? Are you listening to music? Are you dead silent? Are we talking you only do works after midnight? And if you are listening to music, like what is like what is Key like to listen to while creating? Man, it's interesting you say that because different things come out of different environments when I'm creating. Mostly, though, it's usually nighttime, way too late at night. Um, I'm just by myself, staring in front of a screen, uh, having concepts in my head, ideas in my head, references in my phone. And I just want to make something sick that people can relate to. Um, In terms of music I'm listening to, you might not... You might not actually get this, but I listen to a lot of French music when I'm creating, actually. It's, it's, I don't know why it does kind of something to me, um, but I listen to a lot of French music, a lot of jazz, a lot of uh, lo-fi hip-hop, pretty much things that calm my whole entire nervous system. Like That's just it. As long as I'm in a calm environment and I can let my mind run free, then I, I'll, I can get to creating. So... It's pretty simple like that, honestly. But it usually it's late at night. Um, what I do is I create it late at night, um, wake up next morning, go over the piece with a refreshed mind, a refreshed eyes, and then see what I can do, make adjustments, and then keep going. Yeah, that's nuts. I I can't lie. I've never thought about like going to sleep on a piece and then waking up the next day with a better mind and being yeah, like, okay, man. let's relook at this. I probably need to. You get another perspective from it. You really do, really, you you really do, and that's a great way to go about it. Um, the French music is kind of wild. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, I never would have thought that. You're right. Uh, but me personally, I'm I'm yeah. a really big fan of every time I'm painting, like classical music or just like even instrumentals. Mm-hmm. Like that may might sound weird to some people, but like there's some songs that I like, but I I like the lyrics way too much. So listening to the beat yeah. is like. It's pretty cool for me. I mean, I'm maybe not everybody, but so no, it's it's right because you zero in on the lyrics and it may mm-hmm. distract you a lot. That's why the French music works for me because the lyrics <laughs> I do not understand, but it sounds absolutely beautiful. <laughs> well, that's a great way to look at it, bro. Um, I have a friend who yeah. is long story short, is he showed me a Swedish rapper, and me and him mm. stayed up one night and we listened to the entire mix, like the entire mixtape that dropped, it was like an hour and something. And I didn't understand one word of that entire album. <laughs> but I sat through song one through like 18 and enjoy, enjoyed the entire oh, yeah. thing. Didn't know a lick of what I was hearing though. It, but it still gives you that feeling. It still hits. Exactly. Like, it, it's really yeah, nice. You know what I'm saying? It's no, nice. that's dope. 
Yeah, I definitely, I definitely get it, bro. So <laughs> I, I do want to ask. So you know, we we see we we're looking mm-hmm. at your art. We're we've talked about the process a little bit. What do you enjoy about Web three? What are some things that have been going on that you really really like? Encourage others to come into this space if they're an artist or even enjoy collecting art. So when I first, of course, this, the space has been changing periodically over days. It literally changes by the week. Um, but when I first got into everything and my big reasoning for uh, getting more deeper into Web3 was the community, was the friends that I made. Um, I got into group chats. I got into uh, airy discords, and I made a ton of friends, uh, artists. Once you fall in love with art, you know, and you find people that have the same mind, like mind as you, it's just perfect. It's, it's, there, there's no reason to be upset after that. Um, so yes, definitely the friends I've made in the space, the community I've been involved in. Um, but also when you're making your art and you're releasing your art and promoting your art, Web3 makes things so much more innovative in ways that you can promote your work, in ways that you can drop, you can gather up an entire audience of your own niche, and then they can look out for this drop here and then have this special edition coming to them over here. And then maybe you might randomly airdrop this over here. And next thing you know, you have your own ecosystem booming. And I love that about Web3. It allows you to really do that in a quickly, uh, in, in, in personal kind of way. So I absolutely love what that. do you want from Web3 also as as maybe an artist, as a collector overall, what are you hoping to get out of Web3 or what is the goal that you're trying to accomplish within Web3? So as Web3 grows, I grow with my art and what I want to do is pretty much be one of the biggest artist helping other artists get get put onto the platform and get put into positions where their art can thrive of course i want my work to be you know noticed and and all of this and help my family and help help myself live a better life everything like that but ultimately the best satisfaction is to see other people uh get put onto the space and get into good positions you know web3 is growing a lot and I'm hoping that it gets a lot more mainstream so we can have a flood of artists come in um, because I, I just think that's the most beautiful thing when you see a million artists excited about uh, their work. And Web3 is allowing us to do that a lot more. Um, so, yeah, that's really what I want out of Web3. Um, I want to see my work in certain areas a lot more often. I want to see I want to inspire people. I want to let people know, hey, you can do this no matter what you look like, no matter how you sound as long as you want to work and you, you want to make friends, then you can do whatever you want to with. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I truly do believe that as long as you're here trying to do the right thing, do positive and, and you really have a, a vision. There's so many like-minded people around and so many communities um, that there, there's multiple places. I feel like people could fit in. Um, I do want to, I do want to yeah. ask you though. Um, you know, I asked you, what do you want from Rep- web three? Now I have to ask you, how do have you thought of a plan on how you can make that that dream a reality or um you know is that something you've set back and thought of or is that something you're still progressively working towards so i at first did have a plan and the plan is still uh the same but things are pretty volatile when it comes to web3 uh i'm not going to lie one day you can be extremely hot and the next day you can be under the rock, you know? So it's not a consistently going up plan. It's more of a up and down, but gradually slowly going up plan, you know? So what I pretty much intend to do is get into as many communities and be make as many genuine connections as I can in the art space and then have things move up gradually from there. Um, I want to get into galleries. I want to get into exhibitions. Just recently, I had my work showcased in the first Seattle um, crypto actual digital art museum. And I think that was that was insane. Yeah, that was insane. So that's a first step that I've been doing. I had my work in New York. 
uh, on Times Square Billboard in the Medici collection. That was insane as well. Things like that, I want to do more and more and more of um, and, and keep things going and show people that you can really do this. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely good to to know that there's people in this space that are really trying to put on for others and show them the light and show them like, yo, bro, like this is doable. This is possible. Regardless of, like you said, yeah. how you sound, what you look like, how you're built, like you can do this. Um, Seattle, that's a great, that's a great accomplishment. So big shout out to you, brother. And so is New York. Uh, the Medici you. collection is, is no joke. Uh, Cosmo <laughs> definitely has, some money to be thrown around. So he's that de- he's definitely having fun <laughs> and big respect to him because although I might not see a hundred percent with all his views, he's definitely a positive for this space and someone who I would say genuinely enjoys art and to see him give his Absolutely. platform to other people, other artists, regardless if they're the biggest names or some of the smallest names, he's doing what it takes to give other people a platform. And I definitely appreciate that. So big shout out to him and love hearing that you're making these exhibitions and, and different things. And with your art, um, I wanted to jump back over to that. Uh, I I see why people like Cosmo take notice of your pieces, or I see why um, your pieces are always on my Twitter timeline. It makes sense. You have very beautiful (laughs) pieces. I do want to ask though, what, if anything, are you trying to say with your art? Is this something within you that you're trying to get out? Is this just what you like to create? Uh, just talk to us more about that. So it's a mixture of both. Of course, I love creating the things that I do, but there is a bit of a, a hidden message that I always want to bring to light. Um, so my style of work is normally a black background of, of, say, space and stars, but you have these figures uh, showing intimate or very personal moments, yet their colors are vibrant. So what I'm trying to get across is even in the, your darkest moments uh, in your head, it can you can have dark times in your mind, what you have going on, but there's always bright vibrancy that's able to be shown there. That's what I want to pretty much show people um, is, hey, you know, things are bleak. Things are bleak, yes. And you're showing your emotional side, but it's but it's but there's beauty to it. That's really what I want to get across. Um, I use like the black space as a canvas to where I can pretty much just go ahead and uh, put whatever I want in front of it and make you feel something. Um, as long as you're really feeling something, you get some type of emotion out of it. I've had moments where I've had pieces and somebody would tell me, hey, um, my grandmother just passed away. And I saw this piece and it made me choke up, but it made me feel really good inside as well. It made me um, come to terms with what happened. And that's an actual story that actually somebody DM'd me. And I was just shocked that that message is coming across strongly for that person, you know? So that's, that's pretty much what I want to come across with people. Even in your darkest times, there's light, there's love, there's vibrancy, there's color. That's what I'm trying to do. No, that is beautiful. And that's a beautiful story. These, uh, one that definitely makes me feel something is the image of you. And hmm. I don't, like, I don't even know what it is that I'd be feeling whenever I see it. It's just, it's, it's something there. And I, it, there's yeah. something that I notice also while looking at all these pieces. I have to ask you what your infatuation is with purple. Um, I don't know if maybe <laughs> purple is how you uh, are better at telling stories. Maybe that's just something that hits different for you. But all of your purple pieces are very beautiful. Like I said before, all the pieces are beautiful. But I feel like there's just something about key and the color purple. Man, so first and foremost, purple is definitely my favorite color. Um, but besides that, I, the reason why it's my favorite color and I use it so much is because, I don't know, it, like you said, it kind of gives you that, that feeling that you don't really understand that much, but it's a soothing feeling. Like the color, like lavender, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. It soothes you. And that's why I use cool, more so cool base colors like purples and blue hues to kind of give that soothing uh, feeling. Because, you know, colors, they send messages as well. Colors have meaning behind them. They light up certain sensors 
in the human receptors, you know? So purple, that's what it's there for, is to soothe you, calm you down, make you feel at home. That's why those pieces are purple. Yeah, like it's, it's definitely a soothing piece, and that's like the, the type of feel I get and, whenever I see the image of you. And um, another piece I wanted to quickly talk about was a piece that um, I'm going to take a second to let the listeners know. So uh, whenever I post these episodes, y'all know that I always tag the guest or whatever. Whenever you go to Key's Twitter, you can go to, I think it's a link in his bio, but there is currently an edition called A Return to Paradise. I don't think it has a closing date, just whenever it sells out. Um, it's not. Priced very appropriately. And one thing that's interesting to me about this piece is only looking at your super rare. So I apologize if there are other pieces, other places, but this is the only one that I've seen with like animals and (laughs) with scenery. And I I get what this scene is, I believe, supposed to be. I'm getting an Adam and Eve type feel with the apple and the snakes and the two humans. But um, yeah, I, I found it very interesting that this is kind of like the only piece that I've seen recently with animals or kind of like a, a, a deep, deep meaning possibly and trees. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot more to this one piece. I like that there's 77 of them. I'm super cool with small circulating counts. Um, just talk to me about this piece, man. I'm, I'm really curious about it. What is going on here? What's it about? all that absolutely so you are 100 correct that this is the first piece i have ever done with any type of wildlife in it um i've done another piece with an environment in it before it's called the fall of an angel and my good friend uh photon foe as people know in the crypto community he actually owns that piece and this one here is also the first piece that is predominantly green I've never used the color green so much in a piece as well. So you, you caught a lot of that. Um, now, the meaning behind it is a bit different than the normal Adam and Eve story. I had a store, uh, sp- Twitter space right before the editions dropped, and it was great. A lot of people came by and explained a ton of it. But I'm more than happy to go over it on here. So, of course, as soon as you look at the piece, the resemblance you get is Adam and Eve. Um, that's the instant oh, wait, I, I, I get this piece already. Let me hop in and see what else I can... You know, it makes you... It resembles something, so you want to go look at it. But the deeper meaning behind it and the reason it's called a return to paradise is because these figures are not just like Adam and Eve. They're an evolved version of a human species. So I had a theory in which God or creator or whatever you want to believe in started everything um they noticed that these humanoid figures are getting way too close to being a deity being god so what i did was i had god reintroduce nature and wildlife into their lives to keep their humanity and that's why it's called a return to paradise because i essentially have everything coming back into circulation with them and that's why you see the green and they're also green because they're they're melting in with the environment. It's a return to form, a return to humanity. So that's essentially the meaning behind the piece. I had a vision behind it. I thought I was kind of crazy, um, but I think it worked out pretty freaking well uh, because it, it went off pretty well. I, I would say it worked out pretty well, brother. Um, everything that I, I feel like you described, I see in the piece, I feel it in the piece. It's very... It's there is what I'm trying to say. And you. you did very good with the wildlife. Um, everything looks good. I noticed the green. Green's one of my favorite colors. Um, that metallic green was just like different, bro. So, and I do want to ask, whenever you do these characters, did you have to go through and like color these characters? So for what I do is on any 3D software, there's the basic materials that you can use there's the uh regular uh kind of diffuse material then there's a glossy and then there's like a see-through material these are all comes with the program and there's also metallic material all that i do is apply the basic metallic material to my figures and then color and gradients from there that's literally it 
everybody kind of complicates it, but that's all I'm really doing. You know, anybody can kind of do it, but yeah. So that, that's, I it. like, no, I like that. And I like that. Like I, I said it earlier, it's just like, there's like no gatekeeping. It's like, bro, like you said, like you could do yeah. it. Like people can do it. It's just like, I feel like there's a lot of overcomplication in this space. There's a lot of just yeah. like, Oh, well, it's kind of like this. It's like, nah, man, it's, it's this simple, you know, look about it. I, I yeah. like how you describe stuff and I, I really like it. And I do want to say that one thing that really stuck out, no even this might all. sound odd to the listeners. Oh, I think it cut for a second. The brown on the baby, I want to say deer. Yeah, it, it just I don't cut. know, bro. That was just like, the colors really, cla- everything in there really clashed together. It was really beautiful. Um, and this piece, whenever I saw it, was kind of shocked. Now, of course, no one, I don't want anyone to think that, yo, this guy gets paid the shield. No, 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 never that. But I was really <laughs> shocked that these pieces weren't sold out. Like I said, I oh. feel like they're priced Uh-oh, very appropriately. Um, over time, I'm sure it'll get there. But Uh-oh. very beautiful piece. And the fact that you have a story, Hold on. I'm sure most of it, not cut. all your pieces have stories, but the fact you can describe it, tell me what it so is. That, and you even had a Twitter spaces, bro. I don't know how the fuck I missed that. Yeah, it just, uh, it just cut. <laughs> but uh, let me see. Uh, before we jump over to the five questions, bro, uh, Okay, there we go. I'm so sorry. It just, it just cut out for you're, a little while. You're good, bro. And I'll tell you what. Okay. You didn't miss nothing. It's literally me just talking about the piece. I liked it. Um, if you did, if you didn't oh, hear, I appreciate one thing that, that no really problem. stood out to me was just the green on green on green, but that little hit of brown. Um, he probably cut out again, yeah, so he probably cannot hear me. On. But it's okay. Is it my uh, we're going to keep talking. We're going to keep rolling. And Key, whenever you come back, you let me know, brother. Um, Hold on. But yeah, before y'all know. Oh, man. I got you back. Okay. I got you back. Okay. There we go. <laughs> there we go. I hope it stays. Okay. Okay. We're good. Yes, sir. So. <laughs> So before we jump over to the five questions, everything's smooth right now. Uh, If you bleep out again, it's all good. We'll just keep rocking. Um, I do want to ask you, what is coming up for you in Web3? What are you wanting to do? Now, this episode probably won't air. I'm not going to lie to you for another three or four weeks. You don't got to give us any alpha. um, But what are you wanting to do? With your drops, what are you wanting to do in Web3? Just what do you got kind of planned overall in the next upcoming weeks, if anything? So what I do have planned, it's not concrete set in stone just yet, but I want to come out with some sort of a collection. Um, I wouldn't call it a PFP collection or anything like that, but it's a collection that I've been having thoughts of for quite a long time. Um, I just haven't put it into action yet. And essentially, the collection is going to be, uh, and this may be a little bit alpha, but it's biblically accurate angels. I want to make a series of them for people to have and collect and things like that. Um, That's just an idea. I have never done a collection before. In terms of collections, the most I've ever done is editions, as we see. Um, I'm mostly a one-of-one kind of artist. So this will be a first-time kind of thing. Um, So yeah, I'm excited to start that. In terms of everything else, of course, it's one of ones. I'm going to keep keep doing those. Um, I really want my one of ones to be to be set pretty highly in the in the crypto space. I I kind of think I'm a little bit underrated. I don't want to say it too much, but I feel like I'm a little underrated. So I'm trying to get my one of ones um, a bit higher in terms of value, in terms of everything like that. Um, now, in terms of uh, a little bit outside of, of crypto space, I'm doing merch. Uh, I want to do another in-person art show, um, and those can still be connected with the crypto space. I have an actual uh, necklace chain coming out that I want to essentially be part of a collector's one-of-one one kind of, hey, uh, thank you so much for supporting my work. Here's a token of my appreciation. I actually have it right next to me you don't mind taking a quick look. I know the audience might not see it, but that's what I have. Right oh, here. that's crazy. That's not. Yeah, so for those man. that are listening in, I'm not going to go too in depth with it because y'all just got to wait till y'all see this. But I like that it's not just the size of like my pinky now. I like that there is no. depth to this. I like that there is actually something to fucking look at on the neck. 
whenever <laughs> you are wearing this piece. I think people are really going to be taken away by this. And uh, I, I'm not going to lie. I think that that's a very, very nice piece right there. So for those listening in, Thank like you. I said, you can't see it right now. Um, but this is this is something that I definitely think people will enjoy. Um, I am going to send a little couple shots. Pew, pew, watch out. But whenever Bored Abe oh. did that whole fucking Gucci <laughs> pendant, shit was horrible. Like, let's keep it a buck. That shit was horrible. You could have went to Gucci and got it without the charm for $400 less. They got you. I hate <laughs> to tell you, they got your ass, though, if you bought one. Hope you didn't. But, um, yeah, there's just – they could have done so much more. They could have done so Absolutely. much more, especially a company that is bringing in multi-million dollars uh, versus artists who are, like, trying their hardest to compete with the others in this space. I think what, what you just showed me, Key, is fucking dope. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. I got a 100 of them sitting right back there. That's sick, bro. That wait. is sick. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for that, and I'm very I'm very intrigued to see how that's going to go. Um, I really like it, though. You know, we saw T. Joe do his pill necklace. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very dope. Um. And I know you said earlier, uh, Photon, big big foe. Shout out to Foe. He was a guest on the podcast. He's doing great things. Is that the yeah the Tijo necklace? My man just pulled out the Tijo necklace, and I think yeah. it's that's why really yeah Tijo was on here too. Big shout out to Tijo. Um, it's super cool. Whatever people do, I'm all for merch. I'll send shots again at Bayc. Uh, y'all gotta quit. Y'all gotta quit with that fucking <laughs> black hoodie, white font oh y'all gotta quit with that stuff like y'all i'm so tired of seeing these black hoodies very very small print on the front little script on Uh, the back cut it out bro y'all got plenty of money they need they need some help with some merch hit my line man i'll be down to make this completely 180 turnaround but hey it's all you know what i'm saying yeah it's all good y'all can everybody does how they do um, but what I was saying was I really like to see people like yourself and T Joe take the direction that y'all are because it just looks cool. It's it's more of a conversation starter. Like I see those and I would ask somebody like that, yo, what is that, bro? Like where'd yeah, you where'd you get that? that? Like, like what's up with that piece? That. Um But no, uh Key, we've learned a lot about you today, brother. We've been rocking for about 40 minutes. Uh we have a section called Yeah, oh, wow. we have a section called Five Questions where um every season we're on season two. So the whole season, we ask every guest the same five questions, and we just like to see the diversity through answers and seeing what everybody does. So, But before we jump over there, I always like to ask the guest, is there anything that you might have wished I would have asked you, or is there anything that you wanted to talk about that I might have not given you the opportunity to? Honestly, you've been a killer, killer host, man. I appreciate you. These questions are killing it. Um, they're very descriptive. I have no squabbles. Like, bro, you're, you're killing it. I appreciate it, brother. Seriously. Um, jumping over to the five questions are super easy, bro. You can answer them however you want. Web two, web three as an artist, as key as them, whoever. Um, number one is one that we kind of went over a second ago, but, um, worded in a different way. It's what is your Mm -hmm. goal in 2023? Ah, my goal in 2023, when it comes to everything inside Web3, outside Web3, uh, my biggest goal this year is to pretty much do everything I've been doing, but on a much grander scale. I want to be have a, have a bigger everything going on. Uh, you see my work maybe on a billboard. I need to be on a billboard in in Hong Kong, in Korea, in Miami, all at the same time. I need my work to be in... XYZ galleries. Uh, my one of my big goals used to be to get into the MoMA and Sotheby's. Um, Sotheby's actually contact me already, so I'm excited about that. Um, get into the Christie's. Th- those are my big goals at the moment. Of course, what I want to do at the end of the day is help other artists, but I don't know if I'll be able to do that without much validity in my name. So I'm trying my best to get that moving as quickly as possible then I can trickle it down to everybody else as well. So it's beautiful. And I mean, I definitely think those things are achievable. They're not places or, or ideas or thoughts or dreams that are just like, ah, well, I don't think I'll ever be 
nah, them are easily doable. We've seen many of people do it in this space. And I mean, it looks like someone's already uh, hitting you up. So I'm very excited to see what you're doing, brother. And I think that you Thank have you, that art and that, that drive to put yourself in a position to continue to win. So I'm very excited to see it, bro. Thank Absolutely. Um, number two would be if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? <laughs> and if you don't want to move from where you're at now, just say like, bro, I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> well, where I'm at right now is uh, Georgia. I'm not going to too, be too descriptive, but it's Georgia. <laughs> it's the capital of Georgia. Everybody can understand what that means. Um, but and it's been nice. I've grown up here. I went to high school here, graduated high school here, went to college a little bit. Um, but I've kind of overgrown the area a bit. And the art scene is not as what it used to be. Uh, there's a bigger art scene in freaking Miami. So, you know, I kind of want to move. But in terms of where I'd live, man, it's a lot of different places. When I was a kid, I would say Japan is where I'd want to live. But I feel like it's a little bit strict over there. Uh, I kind of like like to live a little more carefree. So I would say maybe New York, definitely New York, or some off-the-shoot Caribbean island that I can get ducked away, you know, and make art for the rest of my life. I think that's like the goal and dream of every artist at the end of the day. Be ducked off in your own little beautiful space, making whatever art you want. And everybody's good. Your family, your friends are good. So that's that's what I would like. To do. Yeah, that is a pretty common answer is like an island yeah. or something. <laughs> um, I ain't going to lie. Japan or like over there has been a very common answer. Um, a yeah. lot of people on here have have got their anime like Soki Sammy, big anime <laughs> head. Uh, the, you uh, interviewed Sammy? Yeah, bro. So, I, 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 bro, this Whoa, is this is my slight second to to brag. I mean, bro, Jake Freed, Foe, Jake the DJ, Sammy, this, you. Because um, I knew of the Molly interview and I knew of the uh, Mediolanum interview. I'm very close with them, but I didn't know about those. Yeah, so nice, the man. the last of so season two just started. Um. On January 11th of 2023, nice. and I think some, you know, Jake Freed. So a quick rundown would be like Jake Freed, Cat Russell, Terrell Jones, T. Joe, the ones you said, Claire Salvo, Jeremy Booth, Charisma, uh, Yaga, oh, Jake nice. Legion, Foe, Osborne, Silky, Ready, Tristan, you. I just recorded with Hafka. Um, oh, whoa! That's yeah, crazy. no, Hafka was dope. Um, you know, we got to talk. He was friends with Basquiat and Herring. So it was interesting to have like, you know, a perspective from someone who's literally 69 years old and been doing and has lived through everything. Bro, it's nuts. Um, But that's just like, it's really cool because like this space, that's what this space is about. Like the inclusivity, um, just so many. One thing that I say a lot is in Web2, you ask someone to name you a black artist. It's usually Jean-Michel. That's it. In Web3. It's more than that. So now it might not be a huge list, but it's more than just Basquiat. You know exactly. what I'm saying? So that is a Definitely step. Yeah, we're, we're, we're stepping in the right direction, I feel, with Web3. And um, yeah, it's going to be fun. I do want to ask you number three. Um, jumping over to number three is, what is your biggest pet peeve? Hmm. My <laughs> biggest pet peeve. Wow. Okay. I would say the unwanted chill <laughs> is pretty much a big pet peeve, uh, but not just that. I would say um, people coming into the Web3 space and having, of course, you know, they see the cream of the crop, the top, making X amount of money, uh, changing the lives, and they just hop into the Web3 space, not a lick of knowledge or any type of community and expect to get everything just handed to them. That's a big pet peeve of mine. Um, and then they, I, then they end up seeing these bigger artists and that have been in the space for years and trying to take credibility away from them. And I don't really understand or respect that because those artists have worked very hard cultivating these relationships, working on their craft and everything like that. So when you hop into Web3, don't think, hey, I'm going to make $100,000 in a matter of a couple months just because I saw this other artist do it. That's just not how it works. So that's probably 
one of my bigger pet peeves when it comes to web. It's definitely a huge pet peeve, bro. Just because it's like, there are people like myself and yourself that have been here for years. And I mean, I don't want to speak for key, but like, we ain't no millionaires. You know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) we've been in this space for, so to just think that you're just going to come in and I'm not going to say that we're higher than anyone else, but just to surpass everyone and just be like, Oh, I'm so much better than y'all. It's like, I don't see that, man. I don't really like that attitude. I don't like that energy. Uh, And it's definitely not people that I don't, I don't think me or key want to surround ourselves with that. Um, not they just think that they're better than everyone. Um, it's definitely, I've seen it in this space a couple times and it is what it is. You're always going to have those bad characters, but um, overall, I mean, I'm just hoping that we, we continue the positivity because that's definitely a big ass pet peeve of mine. Um, number four will be interesting. It's what do people mm-hmm. misunderstand about you the most? So one thing that people misunderstand, and I'm quick to answer this one because I get it all the time. <laughs> is that um, they come to my my social media accounts and they just look at my stuff as an aesthetic page or it's just, uh, you know, a basic or something like that. Like Pinterest steals my work all the time and Tumblr steals my work all the time. So people come to my page and they're like, oh, I love this page, but they're not really getting the gist that I'm a person <laughs> behind behind all of the work. And it's not just me trying to create aesthetically pleasing work. These are personal pieces that are pivotal points in my life as well, you know? So they don't a lot of people don't really dive deeper into that. A lot a lot do at the same time, but majority of people that pass by and scroll, they're like, oh this is a pretty picture. Let me keep scrolling. Like, no, I'm a human that has a story behind every single one of these pieces, you know? So I wish people would dive a little bit deeper sometimes. It's definitely, I mean, I definitely think that can get messed up for people because they don't, they don't realize that. Yeah. Like for one, yeah, it may look aesthetic. Yeah. It may look way, but bro, I'm not just a a random page reposting someone else's art neither. Like this is my art. And I do think it's, important and that's why it is important for the artist to be able to control um the narrative of what they create because like if someone else was to make a twitter page and start posting all the keys work and being saying something negative about it or saying that this represents something that it don't represent it's like bro you've right i mean a great example is matt fury and pepe he created wow, he created really something amazing and and people got a hold of that and made it something that it absolutely was not and not intended to be. Yeah, you know, so it, it really sucks to see whenever things happen like that. Um, I do get why they may think it's an aesthetic page, like I said, but yeah, they're gonna have to get over that and look a little bit deeper and, and realize that my man yeah. is putting out that work. And uh, man, you know what I'm saying, and I appreciate, I still appreciate everybody that comes by and, and just thinks my work maybe you know eye catchingly uh, gorgeous or something like that. I I more than appreciate that because they're still getting the word out maybe to somebody that will look a bit deeper into things and try to figure out, you know, why these pieces like this, what's in the artist's mind, where are they from? That's still very great, you know, but I I do want people to look a little deeper. Absolutely. And that's a very positive way to look at that situation from yourself. Um, Number five is the last one. It's uh, a silly one. If you won $10 million, what the hell (laughs) would you spend it on? Hmm. Wow. I won $10 million. Okay. So first and foremost, I'm sure this is the same answer for a majority of people that answer this. I would have my family and my friends perfectly fine, make sure they can live their lives accordingly. Um, Next thing I would do is invest some of that into future businesses um, and myself, of course. The next thing I would do is create my own Web3 platform with that type of money. I want to create uh, something specifically for, of course, we have platforms now, OpenSea Foundation, SuperRare, that are, they say they're for the artists. Of course, they, they say that as well. But to have a platform that has that does not care anything about monetary gain, I think that would change so much of when it comes to Web3 and have that be the biggest platform and have it focus specifically on artists and artist growth and things like that. So that's really what I would want to do. And I think that would push so much more to the mainstream 
and have a flood of artists come by, a flood of collectors come by, people that love their art on the walls and they're buying digital uh, wall pieces, digital frames. You know those digital frames? I actually want to get one. I want to see more of that happen. So yeah, I want to push the envelope with the Web3 if I had 10 million freaking dollars. I, def- I definitely think that people, uh, any of us could push the envelope and it, it would require a lot of like liquidity because this this stuff ain't just like Very simple so. stuff. Um, and like you said, we have the open sea and other people and it's not that they're horrible by any means. It's just no. I, the artists and collectors kind of know that it can be done better. And I do think over time it will be done better. I would love to see it done by an artist or, or by someone mm-hmm. in this space and not just like an outsider. Um, and whenever you said family, uh, I, I put that under the new category of peace of mind um, because you're, you're mm-hmm. absolutely right. A lot of people have said family and, and funny enough, a lot of people say, you know, money can't buy happiness. I hate to break it to you, but it 100% can um, for me at least. And I'm not saying money is happiness, but if you gave me 5 million, I could, uh, it would help me get a peace of mind. It would help me help my family. And that itself makes Absolutely. me happy. So, Absolutely. you know what I'm saying? Cash, cold, hard cash. It isn't that that makes someone happy. I think it's what that can do for someone and their people around them in a positive light that can really change how one is feeling, but key bro, you've killed it. Um, I feel like we've learned (laughs) a lot about you. We've learned more about your art and it's not even that you're mysterious, but so many people in this space don't share what they do or they might be super busy and they might not have the time to always jump on Twitter space or reply to a hundred DMS. Cause I know you probably have a ton. Um, so just to give us this minute to learn more about you, learn about your process, learn about your pieces how you move, what you think. Uh, it's truly an honor, bro. And if you have any final words, final thoughts, uh, the floor is all yours, man. Man, Sniper, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on. This has been an amazing experience. And I, like I said, I'm a pretty much an open book. I might not uh, tweet out every thought that I'm thinking, but hey, if I get a DM of somebody wanting to find out more about me, about, more about my work, I'm always open to letting them know. Is no problem at all. I don't try to be mysterious. I've doxed myself a couple times, and I think every time I do it, I get the same reaction. So I'm just gonna stop doxing myself for a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, I appreciate you so much, man. The questions have been on point. Um, I've loved answering them, and I hope the audience has learned a lot more about me in the process. Uh, I definitely think they have, bro. And um, yeah, you've been killing it, and I'm very excited to see your work. Stick around um, for after this so I can talk to you. For those listening in, don't forget, you know, we have the newsletter. We have the multiple platforms, the YouTube, the TikTok, Instagram, yada, 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 Twitter. We have it all. Um, I greatly appreciate all the, all the support. Um, we've been trying to crank out episodes. By the time you're hearing this one, we will have moved to two episodes a week for the last month. So that's been super fun. I greatly appreciate everyone that's been sticking in with that. But overall, I just want to say thank you all so much. It's been another week of Sit Down with Sniper, another amazing guest, and we will be back at it next week. I uh, will see y'all later. Thank y'all so much.